Welcome to the Bump and Run Broadcast, where we dive into the 2021 NASCAR Cup Series with an abundance of heated opinion and comedic debate. Here's Paul and Tristan. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Bump and Run Broadcast, Episode 3. I'm here with my good friend Paul, and I'm Tristan. And we're going to be diving right into our Daytona Road Course uh, review, looking back on the week, and then looking ahead to Homestead Miami this week. So, how you doing today, Paul? I'm good, man. Yeah? Yesterday was good. Yeah. I was really happy. It was some, It was a good race. Like, really, like, I was, like, I was a little upset there towards the end, but overall, like, it was still a really good race. And now we have back-to-back first-time winners. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? When was the last time that happened? <laughs> I don't I think know. It was, I think it was 2014, but I might have to, like, I might yeah. have to fact-check that. Don't, yep. don't hold me to it. But crazy start to the season already, to the what is supposed to be the best season ever already, too. Yep. First-time winners. And again, Christopher Rebell locks in to the playoffs. Could it doesn't surprise me personally, but I think it surprised everyone how early it happened. I think it, uh, I think everyone was more thinking it would be about four, five from five or six more races when we get to that yep. dirt race at Bristol is maybe where we would. But he's not wasted any time over there at Joe Gibbs taking yep. in this opportunity. He's Definitely made, an exci- exciting start to the season, just just as a whole. I mean, between oh, with everything absolute, that happened at Daytona absolute, 500 absolutely. and now. Now going into the road course. And he's got and another big win for Adam Stevens back on the top of the box. Isn't getting, that crazy? Getting a win early with this big, this move already looking really, really good for everyone at Joe Gibbs. Yep. Honestly, Kyle Busch has been looking pretty good. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you, okay, so Adam Stevens was Kyle Busch's crew chief for one, a while. Won two championships. Exactly. Now he's on the 20 car team and Kyle Busch has previously said, you know, he feel like he got fired from the 18 car if you're Kyle Busch, are you like, are you like happy for Adam Stevens, or do you feel kind of more of just that like internal competitive edge that oh my gosh we should have got that first one instead of Adam Stevens? Adam I Stevens. think just because it's Kyle Busch, and I, and we all know if you've watched Kyle Busch is really competitive. I think it makes Kyle Busch ready to win a little bit more just because I think he's happy for his team and Toyota had a great weekend this yeah. weekend. Obviously they swept. All three national series races, which is yep. pretty awesome. Pretty cool to see uh, Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs winning Xfinity. his first ever Xfinity series start. That's pretty nuts. Jumped up two series from our, the Menard series mm-hmm. and just right into that fifty four car and even won a stage like took stage to, like didn't didn't just like win it like so what so he so he never uh, drove in the the truck series mm-hmm. right he just he went just, to first Xfinity. first Xfinity first ever he didn't uh, have a full time schedule did he no he's racing this is like his first year he's going for rookie of the year at Xfinity wow. but it had, he's sharing that fifty four car with Ty Dillon who drove it last week yep. at the race at Daytona okay and then he's also going to share it with Cal Busch Denny Hamlin whenever they come and down. Martin Truex. More likely, I will see Kyle Busch the most because you know he is obviously probably if not he likes coming the up, best driver. He guys. is for anyone that Kyle Busch has the most wins of any driver in the history of the Xfinity series or yep what what has been that second that one series lower in the Cup series. Kyle Busch has absolutely just been and he love you always. It's never any not it's always a familiar sight to see Kyle Busch go down even to the Truck Series and he'll yeah. drive for. His own team, Kyle Busch Motorsports, which is in that image. But, yeah, no, that was pretty cool. Ty Gibbs, no. Pretty cool. Only 18 years old. Can you imagine winning 18 years old in your first But It was, it, it was crazy. Start? And you got to think, like, you have a guy like Austin Cedric still in that field that's mm-hmm. already, like, 
He yeah. held Austin Cindric off. At the end, and he was on, he was coming at him with some, like, no, but the first stage, you know, he struggled in the first stage, but he came out, he, they did something, they got something right in the second stage, and he came out in the second stage, and one that absolutely just walked him in the second stage. Yep. And then he came out in the third stage and did what he had to do and brought it to victory lane. I think the biggest thing that surprised me moving to the Cup Series now with the road course was the stage lengths. They seemed so short because, like, the first one was only, like, 16 laps long. I know. I noticed and, that and also. And it's just – you don't realize we're just so used to circuits. You know, you do 500 laps somewhere or even more, and it's just like, oh, oh my yeah. goodness. Oh, I mean, yeah. stage at Bristol is, like, 150 laps. You yep. know what I mean? Like, yep. But obviously a stage at Charlotte could be 30. or Most of them are 20, 20 or 25 usually. Yep, depending on the size of the track. But, but yeah, yeah, that was no, the, that, that's I, did, I did notice that. Like, I mean, yeah, it was only 70 laps, but if you only do 30 laps in the first two stages, like, I mean, yeah, that makes a really long. It's probably going to be two or a two stop third stage. Yep. Whether it's green, which we did see a lot of green flag pit stops yesterday, to my surprise, honestly. Which we, but obviously the cautions didn't start really coming in until, until the yeah. end. Yep. And this leads me to my biggest point of the. So did you notice? So they pointed it out on the broadcast, but. When they called that caution at about, I'm trying to think, I was thinking it was lap 13 or maybe so. Chase was in front. He was up. Him and Christopher Bell were kind of up doing their own thing. Was then, this in the beginning of the race? Or no, this is right. At, this is towards the end. This is probably like under 15 to go. So oh, it, it's right when it kind of started raining a little bit, yeah, like in a and, couple of the corners. And they called it. They called it for the weather. They call it a weather caution. And then no one came and got rained. Everyone came and got slicks. Now. Chase did now. I will say, he did mess. They did screw. He did get messed up on pit road, but that was he was in. He was in a fight. He was good. Like I wasn't. Like I was. I was watching. I was like, we're good. Yeah. It's ten laps to go. There's definitely going to be more cautions. He'll slowly just like creep his way up, which is arguably what Christopher Bell did. Christopher Bell did exactly what Chase Elliott needed to do on that strategy, and that's yeah. how. I mean. Basically, the strategy worked. I mean, Chase Elliott said it in the post-race interview that obviously going for tires there was the right call because you saw it at the end with Christopher Bell versus yeah. Tony So you're, you're saying more, more or less the question that should have NASCAR, you know, made the call there yeah. to go to caution. Like, that's what I'm saying. What, what was putting out that call? Like, are, no one was even concerned about the weather. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not well, saying. I mean, people were concerned, but, but they, they were. were concerned it was. was it seemed like they enough. were wanting. They wanted. It wasn't going to be entertaining enough for them, and they wanted it to be more. They didn't think that they wanted to see because the way it was looking to me was it could probably have gotten green almost the, all the way to the end. Everybody was kind of just in their groove, like you yeah. had chasing Chris, chasing um, Chris Rubel, were up kind of doing their thing, and then the next closest car, the Chris Rubel was. Five seconds back, and then Chase and Chris, Chase and Christopher are probably within two seconds of each other. That would have been a race between them, and they would have just come down really to the end between if Christopher Bell could catch Chase Elliott, or if there was one caution, and yep. the two of them kind of got a chance to go again. But instead, yeah. I'm not. But I don't know. But it was a great um, overall, though. Still, the race was still. I still thought it was a great race. No, I agree. I definitely was, made up for definitely get leaves us with a good taste leaving Daytona, especially in my opinion after this year's five hundred. Five hundred, like at least we get to leave Daytona with like a really good and entertaining race. No, I I completely agree. Um, and I 
the biggest thing that I was surprised about, so if you guys had listened to our previous episode, you know Paul that he had Christopher Bell on his fantasy team. My final pick. That was the most overlooked pick, right? I mean, even during the broadcast, everything that they were talking about. I mean, Christopher Bell, no one going into the race, he wasn't one of the major storylines of, oh, can he get his first Cup Series win at a road course here or anything like that. No, and Paul was way on top of that. All right, well, let's just, let's just look. I'll just go through my picks and just show you how this really works. So Chase Elliott, my first pick, yep. finished 21st. My second pick, let's see, I got five. Did you have Brad, too? I did have Brad. Because I was going to text you mid-race and be like, Paul. I'm calling you out. Remember when I said Brad Keselowski was a bad pick? And here he was, you know, just wiping out left and right during the Dude. whole race. And somehow right. he came home in the top five. <laughs> Blaney was 15th. Yep. Briscoe, 32nd. Now, Brad K did finish fifth. Yeah, My last two picks, the Tristan... Gave me the most, scolded me the most of that. Yeah, they ended up Brad K was my fourth pick, and my final pick was Christopher Bell, who That's ultimately nuts. won the race. So, yeah. Well, that was my thing, too, is I had Chase and Martin Truex, who were looking really and good. And both of them looked strong. I was hoping. And we knew that, that was going I was honestly hoping for a little NTJ chase run down at the end yep. and just every time it looked like it was about to happen yep. now i will say the couple times we did see them on track chase would absolutely just absolutely made it look like he was passing everybody yep. like it, he was on he was there's no doubt that the nine car was the best car on track all day but He's not like, no not, one was even talking about him because he was so far ahead right he didn't have no to i was i know exactly like um and i mean i even had ryan blaney on mine too and Man, that was just that was just a really quiet kind of you know, he didn't really dull day he, for Ryan Blaney. He, he didn't, didn't he didn't really come across the broadcast very much. Yeah, and he, he didn't even really crack the top ten that. But many you know times who else either. really didn't come across the broadcast very much was my record pick was yeah, Bubba, Bubba Wallace. Wallace. Bubba Wallace really he ran a clean race up until the end there. Uh, I mean, he kind I mean he was doing all. I mean, he kind of kept it right, but. He never was doing – same as Blaney. He was just kind of back there. Him and Blaney were kind of in that same group. Laps. That same, like, group of cars all about, you know, two or three car – a car and a half length away from each other, you know, just doing laps, you know, yeah. kind of playing the strategy. And then I had, I had Tyler Reddick too, and it was like, oh. He I just, I, yeah, he was pretty irrelevant the whole race. I mean, but I mean, he put on such a good show during the clash. I'm just like, I was expecting had, that same type of. Thing he was. He back. started way in the rear. Yeah. A couple of those guys all started like Bowman and Byron and all of them started way, way back in the back. Obviously, because they were all involved in the lap 16 wreck in the Daytona 500. Yeah. Which who do you who do you think was the biggest underdog winner? Right, like we all have like a good idea of an underdog going into a race something like that. But who do you think really like got the biggest win during the race as like an underdog coming in? Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch. Well, led the race. I mean, was up yep. front pretty well, and then got in the lead, and then all of a sudden just kind of made a mistake right there at that little kink in the back straightaway, yep. and just kind of missed it and sent himself. From first to twenty seventh in about two seconds. Yep. And then all of a sudden, like you're just watching the race, and here we are at the end of stage three, and all these car. And next thing you know, Kurt Busch 
riding up in third, like riding up on the front row, coming yep. up to the restart. With well, and when, when's his underdog status with Kurt Busch uh, and that one car going to be, you know, gone away? Because yeah, I agree, I agree, he's an underdog, but he keeps showing up. He's, he's the old, outperforming he's the equipment. He's his the, team keeps he, outperforming it. I mean, yeah, because look at Ross. Ch- I mean, look at his teammate Ross. Great. I mean, look pretty. I mean, he was kind of in that same group as Blaney and Bubba were, where they were kind of. And then you know, boom, here he is, just misses. Turn six, coming back onto the speedway, and ends up. Well, I right. think it's amazing just seeing Kurt Busch's development, not necessarily as a technical driver, but just his attitude about driving. Right before Kurt Busch was just a fierce competitor, got a quick championship, was a hothead like his younger brother Kyle. Mm-hmm. Right, and I mean he used to light up the scanner for like radioactive every week, just with just completely bleeped out. Right, like mm-hmm. super frustrated. And as he got older, he kind of matured and kind of realized that it's no, he enjoys more of the team sport behind it. And he's kind of, he's a leader of that one team, right? You normally have a crew chief or something like that, or the no, drivers yeah, just doing their part of it. No, he leads that one team, and you cannot count him out week in, week out. And I feel like he's in a contract year this year, also. And I feel like if you're Ganassi, it's like a big choice. Like, well, did. I mean, there's rumors that he might be retiring too. So, I mean, at what point do you, you know, I think he should go to Fox. That would be cool to have him on there. I mean, I want to see him race as long as absolutely possible. I mean, as long he, as he stays this competitive, I, mean, I think he winning, needs to keep he racing. Can, I mean, I know he's only won one race a year. But, but he's but, been competitive for almost all of them. But guess what? You win, you're in. Yep. And guess what? Like, last year, he didn't even win a race until the playoffs. Well, how much actually, how much say do you think his monster sponsor has with keeping him lot. on and keeping him into it? Uh, a lot, because they you know pretty I mean? much do almost all his schemes other than what? A couple when he does the the gear wrench schemes, gear wrench, and a few others. But I mean, that's about it. I mean, he. I think he's going to run an Advent Health one this year. I think I saw yeah. a scheme for that. Well, I mean, there, and here's the thing: is Kurt Busch will continually get you in round of twelve, round of eight, right? I mean, I mean, exactly. All it takes is him to win one of those races, just like he's come away with one in the playoffs every you year. You win a race, and he you gets, get a ton he of gets, It's the points, like it's like, yeah. And he's consistently going to have a good. He's a good driver. He's going to get top tens. He's going to bring the car home most weekends. Yep. And he's going to be competitive when he can. Like, no, I agree. And I think that's a solid pick. And I, I think a lot of people, too, could say that, you know, Christopher Bell would be the most obvious and visible underdog. But for my underdog pick for this week, I'm going to have to say that A.J. Elmendinger was by far the biggest underdog. Not just him, but that team. So colleague racing, yeah, the team they race for, they're, they're our next Finity full-time, right? And they're they're like, a you know, big dog in Xfinity. Oh, they're 100%. Of, they're but to come up to the cup level like that, not even run a full schedule, and he was running up there. He led the race for a little bit, didn't he? did he? have a couple lead laps. Right, yeah. and then he just kind of, you know, the pit crew was he a little had, bit slower. He had, he had two laps led. Yep. But still, I mean, coming home at, in seventh place for that team in their first cup series debut, that's amazing, yeah, right? Yeah. And, with, hope, and, and, and just the hope that comes with that. Now, now what that says for that team is, hey, we can go get another top 10, top 5 at any of these other road courses, right? And all of a sudden, it opens up the door to opportunity with that race team coming exactly. to Cup Series. And that's just more competition. More you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, so he would that, definitely be and my That's something, pick. like you literally just said it. It's exactly what I was getting ready to say. Like, I think that's something you're going to see a lot of this season is with these seven road courses. Well, I guess now we've, we're at six more. But yep. a lot of these other teams are going to bring up kind of are going to bring cars like you'll see calling at a lot of these you're going to see uh, that 33 car that we saw for Cendric for Cendric for Penske at, that we saw for him at the Daytona 500 you'll see it well what, when's his of, next schedule do you know when I do not I think I would imagine if I had to guess 
I I would say Penske is going to start him on Road America. Yeah, just because it's an it's been an, in the Xfinity series for the last couple so of he's years. He's got a little bit more. And of he, an well, advantage he's a winner everyone. at that track in the Xfinity series multiple times. Yep. So I would feel like I think that's would, a good guess. I think that'd be a great one to put him at. I would imagine. I mean, maybe they'll pick. I don't think. I won't think they'll put him at Watkins Glen. Yeah, he has his own race for the Xfinity series at Watkins Glen. And at Road America, so I don't know. He might run the double. He might run both at Road America. He might go for, but used to be more famously known as the, like the sweep. Mm-hmm. But I know most drivers nowadays don't usually drop down as much as like they used to. That used to be like a way, like a bigger thing would be. Yep. But I mean, just just to kind of like maybe maybe Coda, but I don't know because I don't know. But I could see him doing it because it, he could run both races that weekend, and then yeah, you would have like a thinking sh- thinking on the Penske side. I would have to disagree with you. I feel like Penske it's already going to be a big undertaking at the shop to get three cars ready for a brand new track, mm-hmm. let alone adding a fourth with a driver that necessarily but, doesn't give you so advantage. You're about Coda, you're about Coda, Coda. Yeah, I think Road America makes sense because well, they're going to already have the Xfinity We're, car set up, and they have data, and they, and they have Austin Cindric right to help you know tell the guys to set up the car the way they wanted to and help you know kind of well he has guide all his, the other three well, he has all his notes and yep Austin Cedric is kind of the road course ace of the Xfinity series that was how that was like where he had that was his breakthrough last year Austin Cedric's breakthrough season was last year yeah because before last year his only wins were on road courses which is where his background before he kind of came up was only at well. Let, it, let me let me ask you this: Do you think that there's more young guys that just have road experience and they're just starting to win or starting to be really competitive this you know last year and this year because the there's issue. more on the schedule, or do you think it's more of we just have never gone to road courses and the younger guys can pick up it faster? I think it's I think it's kind of a little bit of both. I think you because like it. I listened, I saw an interview by Ty Gibbs who he said that he liked. Like they asked, so I think somebody asked him why he had decided to pick the Daytona Road Course as his first yeah. start, and the and he said that he liked the road courses because it reminded him of like his like when he was starting the race, like driving go karts, like on all the track, like it's kind of yeah. like left and right. It's, it's a not, whole different beast, exactly. But he I mean, said well, he just enjoyed. Like obviously, he figured it out because he had never driven. I mean, I think they didn't have any practice this weekend, so he yeah. that was his first time ever. Yep. Getting behind the wheel of an Xfinity car, yep. a National Series car, like well, that's the other thing too. Is I there was some criticism that you know some people didn't like the Daytona Road Course because someone like Chase Elliott, who was the dominant car, didn't win because a, a caution came out and then he basically once you're in the mid pack, it's just your luck getting through well, those first couple of corners. When, when there's like six laps to go, you, there's only so much you can do like, right well I, th- I think some of that too is we're just starting to go to road courses and they don't have the data and the, the practice mm-hmm. and qualifying on these places i think it becomes i think that's more i don't think people should just go ahead and blame the road course or nascar's decision to go to more road courses with it being a sloppy race mm-hmm. rather i think that's just a reflection of not having practice and qualifying to it's at least get some reason. of that you it's know another, what I mean? it's another reason why we should have it we should bring it back but and I think bringing it back helps for that reason. Just because, and I don't like, think you should bring it back exactly how it is either. You know no, what I, mean? I think practice, you can, there's no you can reason you need it. to repractice it. No, qualify. I'm saying you give them like one hour yep. on a Saturday and say, okay, like here you guys go. Like this is an hour. You guys yep. can go out there, do like 
so like um, there's gonna be other cars out there, but you have an hour. If you guys want to go out there and try to run some laps, like yep. just do some do, hot laps. Yeah, just do your thing for an hour, yep. and then you'll have qualifying, and you'll get one lap, you know, to yourself where you can really just like you'll obviously get you get three laps during qualifying. You get your like your out lap, yep, your time lap. And then you're in laps, so yep. three the more laps that you get. This, it's all about laps. The more time, the more laps you get, the more you see the track, the more you see the track. Yep. The more confident you feel going into Sunday. Now I hear you. What, what do you take away with the whole incident between Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin? Well, you said in our first episode that you wanted a younger versus, younger driver I think versus it's already older, up. your older driver, Roggerly, and I literally looked at you and told you that it was already here. Yeah. And you said who? And I said Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin. I said just watch, it'll happen. Well, do you think Chase stole Denny's ring last year? Yeah. And made him look slow doing it. Chase I mean, Denny was the only one of the four last year in the championship to not lead a lap. Yeah. And the other two all won each won a stage. I, I never thought about that. So like Denny was like the underperformer of the weekend. Like he yeah. was the underperformer. But, no, I agree. So and, and that, and, that's the thing too. It's it's gonna be. I think it's gonna have to be in the right time. Whereas we're already in the beginning of the season, being seeing the fire stoked between these two again. At what point is something gonna give, and then it's just a full blown rivalry? Because you know what I mean. Like they they've had their run ins and everything like that, but it's not something like they run every time they run to each other on track that there's something that's gonna happen, or it's gonna it's gonna be harder than just anyone else. You know what I mean? At what point does it get more of a heated rivalry where that that type of thing starts to happen? Yeah, I don't know. I think if it's going to happen, it's going to happen this year. And I think you're absolutely. And right. I think you we're, that we're, ahead. we're getting into the stretch of the season now, where I think we're going to see a lot of these other guys that we're used to seeing win start getting their wins. Like we're yeah. going to start seeing Kevin Harvick, Denny. Chase. Obviously, I feel like I thought Chase was going to kind of start it off last week. But hey, you never know. It's the way of NASCAR. You can never yep. nothing. Nothing's over until the checker flag flies. And, yep. and and that's the thing too is. Um, but I think once we get into more of these mile and a halfs and all these other tracks, where like especially drivers like Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin excel, we're gonna start to see them come to the track with better equipment, and it's gonna be really because I think the next stretch with all of these. So from here, we're going to Homestead next week, which we're getting yep. ready to start talking about, and then we go. So we can start the what is the, the West, West Coast, Coast swing? swing. What's we, left of it? What's <laughs> left of it now? And that's Velocity. So we'll go to Vegas, which is a mile and a half. Yep. And then we go to Phoenix, Phoenix for the first time. Phoenix is low key one of the most underrated I, tracks. I like Phoenix a lot. Phoenix is a lot. I never really appreciated how I like realized how much I liked it until last year's championship yeah. race. So what I'm, they've done with that track's really cool. It's really awesome. So I'm actually really line. excited for this race. And if you're up. ever gonna go see a race, go see it at Phoenix. And it's a seven fifty package race. So yep. it's like a and you can pass they can get you can pass low at Phoenix. So it's really just a cool yep. it's a fun racetrack to watch. No, I agree. And then we'll come back to Atlanta and then we have our first short track race, which is Bristol Dirt. Dirt. That'll so, be crazy. Yeah. And so, Fox has been really pumping up the Bristol Dirt race on the broadcast. Oh, of course I don't know have. if you've noticed that or not, but they have their whole countdown. 100%. Dirt dude, that's a moneymaker for them. Are you kidding me? What I'm excited about is that they have two dirt racers in the booth, though. Yeah. Because Jeff and, and Clint, Clint both, both come from dirt racing. So it'll actually be really great to have 
And with Mike Joy, it's just Mike Joy. <laughs> the guy's been basically a part of some of the biggest calls in NASCAR history. Forever. For, I mean, 20 years. I mean, longer than I've been alive. Yeah, so. pretty much. That's crazy. I mean, but, I think it was a crazy good weekend at Daytona Road Course. It definitely every, it created so many new storylines. It continued other ones. And it definitely, no one was expecting what we got out of it going into it. Um, and I definitely think that's in a good way. Um, and then looking back at our, you know, our picks for the week and everything, Paul, you definitely crushed me hundred percent. I was looking good for a little bit and about my, my last two, man. Just yeah. Came in that's, and... that's what helped you. Um, so yeah, looking forward now to, to Homestead, who are you picking? I have my, I'll go ahead and just, I'll read all five of mine, but I have Kyle Larson. I, this is the first time I'm picking him during the season. And I think he's going to shine through at Homestead. He loves to run up against the wall. We know that at Homestead. That's a really fast groove. Um, it's a very interesting mile and a half. Yeah, long straightaway. I'm glad it's not the I, championship anymore, but it's definitely a. Really I think I actually. I think I think I'll like it more. Not as the championship. No, that is not the championship race now because yep. now that, not saying that the implications aren't high, but like because right. you win, you still get into the playoffs. You're not so just like, watching four drivers just a, at home. It's just anymore. another yes because Homestead is not a great track just to watch. Four drivers where Phoenix is yep. a way better track. Because they got to go through everybody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Homestead, you just space out and it's just like, oh, these four drivers are going. Um, but yeah, so Kyle Larson, my first pick. My second pick is Kurt Busch because I think Kurt Busch, great momentum from last week. And this week, his main mindset is going to be, you know, keeping it out of the grass, keeping the car together, and he's going to be there. I think he pulls out a top 10. I don't necessarily think that he's going to be able to come through and win it and lock himself in the playoffs. But how crazy would that be? Is if Kurt Busch wins week three, and that was someone that we don't th- consider like a dominant person to take another playoff spot. You know what I mean? Already, we have two people that were, one was definitely going to not make the playoffs, Michael McDowell, right, mm-hmm. from what we can gather. And then two, Christopher Bell, who probably would have been on the bubble. So that's what I'm saying. It's good, like, we're thinking. It's, my, playoffs are filling up bring, fast, bring man. Up, bring up my point from last week. Like, whose spots are gone now? Like, who just lost, like, I think spot? Matty D's really in the hole. I mean, we I said that Maddie, last I week. I think but, Matty D... And Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace are both in the right. whole point. And maybe even William Byron. Like, not even yeah. like William. Like, William Byron might even be, like... Eric Amarola, I think of him. I think, if mm-hmm. anything, I think he's really no, worried, absolutely, because right? he has Because he's seen these people win races that... He, he, he always got in the playoffs, but he, he can't he, get that these win. are guys that he hasn't seen win before. So oh, like 100%. He, so, it's a whole different... He's got a new teammate that I think has the potential to win a race this year. A hundred percent. And so. that's the thing is I think I think what this does is this makes the playoff push, right? The, the pressure from the playoffs start to happen even before we get into them. You know what I mean? A lot sooner because you have people filling up more spots, right? So that normal last week to get into Daytona, I think there's going to be more people pushing for that and even in the weeks before that than there ever were before. You're going to see the frustration. You're going to see the competitiveness. You're going to see the, the rivalries come out weeks before the playoffs even begin. And I think that just I think that's awesome to watch. My third guy I got is I got Tyler Reddick for a similar reason as Kyle Larson. Right? They're both going to run really fast laps up in the but high Reddick, groove. Reddick left it's just a Right. It's, it's, just a, it's just a matter of staying off the wall. You know what I mean? That's the biggest thing. Coming to get an entire rub, right? You're racing yourself. It's the same thing with Darlington. You're racing the racetrack. Um I think Tyler Reddick's going to be really good, and I'm really doubling down on Tyler, Tyler Reddick because I picked him last week. I thought he was going to do good. He didn't do good. So now, Tyler Reddick, this is your last chance on my fantasy for picking you out as a daily, so don't let me down. And then I have Joey Logano. Winner. I think 
Giuliano, you know, he's, he's won at this track before. He's won a championship here. Um, and I, I definitely think he knows what it takes to get it done. And I think he's just going to have a solid day uh, as long as he stays out of everyone else's wreck and doesn't block too many people. And then my fifth driver is I got Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch, I think this is where if he's going to get the season going and really and really going. Track he's won at multiple times. For championships with everything on the line, I think this is a great way for him, you know, to, to make that big step. Um, and, you know, I'm kind of betting against my own bold uh, prediction that I made that I said Kyle Busch doesn't win over three races this year. Um, but you know what? I'm okay if he does. I, I, even if he doesn't win, I think he has a solid I just want a good competitive playoff. Yeah. That's what I really want. So, so who do you got, Paul? Okay, so first, I have Denny. Yeah. Who has won at this track before. Yep. So, Denny Hamlin. Same as he can – Denny's pretty versatile, so I think – I think we'll see him do pretty well. Yep. My second pick, I'm also going with Kyle Busch again this weekend. Okay. As well as you are. Third pick, Tyler Reddick. Okay. Same. Number four, I'm going with Kevin Harvick. Okay. Who's also won at this track for yep. a championship. Knows what it takes. I think he's looking, I think he's ready. He's kind of had a, like a little, he's kind of been a little quiet the last two weeks. He did have a top 10 last week. Yep. But he's been kind of quiet. But we're getting into his area of the season now so I'm looking I think he's looking like he's ready to get going and start getting some wins yep and then my final pick is Alex Bowman Bowman I think Bowman why so I guess I think Bowman is ready I think he's he's ready to come out of his he looked ready at Daytona and he looked good and then he obviously got wrecked really early and we didn't really get to see any more of that last week the road courses are not a big thing for Bowman if Bowman's getting into the playoffs he can get in by points because he's consistent, but I think he's going to get a win Yep. at one of these ovals. So this could be it. He won at Auto Club in the third race of the year last year. Auto Club's kind of a weird wonky track. Homestead's kind of a weird wonky track. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised if Alex Bowman put that 48 Ally Chevrolet in victory lane. No, I hear you. I think that's a good pick. So, I mean... It- this, I think, moves us perfectly into our favorite segment. Winner to wreck it. Winner to wreck it. Right, so so who, what, do you who want to start with? what do you want to start with today? Let's, let's start with winning. Let's, let's start, start with winning. With I, I think, and this is not one that I'm necessarily happy with picking, but I think Joey Logano is going to win it. Um, I think, you know, he's he always comes out of the season really hot, right? I mean, even last year when you look in 2020, right before the pandemic, he had, what, two or three wins? He won Phoenix. He won, he, won Las he, won, Vegas. he won two in the West Coast swing. Okay, yep. That's he won two of the three because you had Denny won the 500, and then they went right to the West Coast, and then Joey won Vegas. No. Joey won Vegas. Then Bowman won, won Auto Club, Club, and then Joey, Joey won, won Phoenix. Phoenix. And yep. they canceled right before Atlanta when they were on the way back. Yep, yep. So I, I, th- I think Joey Logano, um, he's going to get it going at Homestead, um, get the momentum going, and... He's like one of those people you don't ever root for. You don't really like Julio Legano, but somehow he's always right there, and he might not get enough credit for for that. You know what I mean? He's he's a pretty reliable, um, reliable driver, especially in the beginning of the season. Oh, absolutely. So so who do you got for your winner? I'm picking Rowdy Bush. Yeah, Kyle. that's a good pick, Kyle Bush. He's not. He waited too late in the year last year to get that win, and it didn't count. And I think this year, he's gonna get. He's gonna start off early. He's gonna get one before the summer. I have a good feeling that he'll get one before we get into yep. where he'll be. Where he'll usually get his momentum. Gets going. heat going, 
I think he'll grab an early one, and I think this is where it's going to be. This is a good track for him to do it. Yep. He, I think he can, he can be aggressive here, and he can drive, like, I think we'll see some remnants of a prior Kyle Busch that we didn't see, that we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. So I think it'll be a fun race. No, I agree. I mean, that, that's the thing, too, is, okay, so if, if you had to pick before we get to Racket, if there was, like, you're just your wish list winner for this week. Who would it be? Would you go with Bowman? You think he's a good underdog coming into this? I think Bowman this? would be cool. I also like Larson. I like you. I like what you yeah. said about. I'd like to see any of the. I don't think Chase will win this weekend. No. I don't really think that it's Homestead. Yeah, I don't, really th- don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd like to see Bowman win or Larson. I'd like to see either one. I'd really like to see Larson win. You yeah, know, we just saw Christopher Bell win. Why not see the other guy that we're already picking to win the dirt race? Go ahead and just grab another win and just go ahead and be like, wow, like maybe someone else will win this dirt race. Like who knows? Like yep. I'd like to see Larson win. I think Larson's going to win multiple because I don't think he's just going to win the dirt race if that is his win. Like yeah. I think Larson gets into the playoffs off of a win. It might only be one win, but like he's going to get one. But I think he gets multiple. Yep. So, but this could be it. I don't know. So him or Bowman probably if I had to pick. What about you? Well, obviously I would want Ryan Blaney to win, but I mean, Homestead hasn't really been amazing to him, and it would be nice to see him get Penske's first win for the year. Um, you know, I I I, I want to see Ryan Blaney be better than Brad and Joey, um, but I mean, they're both just really good drivers, and I also think it would be cool to to see Tyler Reddick win it. Um, what and not necessarily because I'm a huge Tyler Reddick fan, but because what that does, right? That would be three Three races in the season with three first time and he's been winners. People that would have been on the outside of the bubble during the playoffs or right within it, right? Right three different, three three totally different um, manufacturers, three different race teams as well. That would be amazing. Last year we started the year with a three with the first three races being won by each three manufacturer. Yep. So. I think we could. I think that it's quite possible. So, so you think it's uh, the ball is in Chevy's court this week is what you're saying? Because you you wanted some Hendrick guys to win. Um, I know I did pick Cowboy. Yeah, I mean I think it could be happen, but yeah. I also you know never know. Yep. But yeah, I think Reddick this would be a good week for him because he's kind of been slow this year. I mean, he obviously caught on fire yesterday. <laughs> he caught on fire at Daytona this past week, but. I think this is a this is a track that he's had great success with, which is really surprising because typically Homestead is not is one of those tracks where no driver is like actually like really successful. Right. But Reddick has been it's like, just who can adapt better. Reddick has got multiple has won here in the yep. Xfinity series, multi because he won multiple championships. Two two in a row. So he's done it before. He knows how to win here. He yep. let he led laps here. Last year in his yep. rookie season, it was the only time. It was one of the only first time I think. Yeah, it was later in the year, but he did lead laps like yeah. for a while. Like he did. I mean, run. I think that was the first time we saw Tyler Reddick in the spotlight as a young guy coming. I think if RCR, if RCR can break him the car this weekend, he will be up in the front. No, no question. So who's your record then? I'm picking Ross Chastain. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. I mean, I, I don't think he's really going to be. This is a hard track to pick a record. We're at a mile and a half now, so yeah. records are kind of harder to pick now. But I think, and I think I completely agree with you because I think my pick is I've not. I think if we call one of these records every every week, right, that will be amazing um, because we haven't really called any so far. 
But that's why one I'm, of these times we'll get it right, and it'll just be like, we'll be like, it'll yep. be better than picking the winner. Like it'll yep. just be, we'll like, be like, yep, we knew that. That's like more happen. one in a million. Like you, you could like, I mean, I guess. Well, because it's harder to bet against one. Individual it's easier to pick a winner because it's because e- the pool of drivers that can like. You have better data on who can win it versus exactly. who will wreck it. There's more drivers to possibly yeah, wreck th- it. Yeah, this isn't easy stuff. That's why I'm going with my wreck it for this week as being literally any lapped car. I'm saying, I'm saying all the, I'm saying all the non-charter teams and everything like that. Right? I'm thinking of your Brennan Gons. I'm thinking of your Joey Gases. Right? All the people that Kyle Busch literally shits on for getting in his way when he's trying to win a race, they're gonna be the ones to wreck it this week. And I think this is the most confident I've been going into with one of my racket picks. So yeah, I'm gonna keep that one in my back. I guess I'm gonna keep that that choice in my back pocket. I didn't know that was an option. I guess that's like picking all of the above. <laughs> hey, I had to get creative with it, man. Hey, mile and a half is a hard pick. Any lap car though, because there will be a lot of them this week. <laughs> I'm gonna save that one for Bristol or Martinsville. That's where I'm keeping that one. Yeah, but honestly, that could be your pick for wreck it at the Bristol dirt races. Literally anybody. Any- any car. Anybody who hasn't raced on dirt before. <laughs> any car that has the Cup Series badge on the <laughs> side. Like, anything that's less... If it's got a number, it's a contender. Exactly. Like... Yeah. No, I agree. So, it, it, it'll definitely be interesting. I'm excited to see the race. Um, it's going to be broadcast on Fox at 3.30. 3.30. Yep, for East Coast time. Um... So yeah, definitely, definitely be a good race. Hopefully, we'll have great weather. Hopefully, we'll, we won't have. I mean, Miami, I know, that was Miami's a, better weather. Of than course, Daytona, like last usually. week, like our immunity week, we get great weather. All I mean, autumn. our immunity week—that's what you're calling it. Well, like it's a road, it's a road course. Like, so we, you, there's no worries. Like, no matter what, the broadcast is going to start at three thirty, and it's going <laughs> to end at what? Six, like, it's going to end about three hours later. No matter what, like. Paul, I'm writing this down. So next time we go to the road course, I mean, we're like, gonna have our it's immunity, immunity week. week. It's yep. immunity week. It's gonna be, dude. We can celebrate. Like we don't have to know, worry about a race. Not welcome finishing. to the Bump and Run broadcast. We're celebrating immunity week with the race coverage <laughs> this week. <laughs> what is our next? I'm gonna look it up right now. What yeah, look up when our next. I want to look up when the next immunity week is. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So for everyone listening, immunity week is not a thing. Paul has just completely created this on his own. Um, but that, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a, it's a it's a concept. Well, the reason it's funny is because it's exactly true. Is we don't have to risk you know having bad weather and going under a rain delay for like six hours like we did with Daytona to start the season two years in a row. Um, that would be really interesting. Um, and that, that's the nice part, right? Is we have more immunity this year than we ever did before. Well, that's what I'm saying. And I Seven like road courses. That's what I'm saying. So like. We don't have to actually ever worry about, let's see, sorry, we got, like I said, we have the West Coast Swing, and then we go to Atlanta, Bristol Dirt, really exciting. Yep. Martinsville, who well, would back they Would back. they race in the rain at Bristol? No. No? I don't think so. Not on the dirt? Uh-uh. I don't think I mean, so. Because usually when it's more slick, you don't But they are using fast. treaded tires, so like that is a good question. I guess yeah. we'll have to wait till the broadcast I don't know. and see what the rules say. Because I mean, obviously, like... I mean, do local tracks? I mean, I don't. I can't ever remember going to a dirt track race where it's rained and they they haven't ran. That's People just mean, normally, if it's sprinkling, you just keep going. Well, maybe that's they dry the track out themselves. None of we're all new to this, yeah, for the most part. But then we got Martinsville, Richmond, Talladega, Kansas. Maybe we got a while before our next one: Darlington, Dover, Coda in Coda's May. Not until May twenty third. Yeah. I mean, so at we that have, point, we're already past spring in a lot of you know parts we'll of the be country. In, we'll so. be in Texas that week, so hopefully Texas will have dethawed by that point yeah and, and that you you got to be worried because i feel like your best chances uh of getting your you know your uh your reigning uh road course 
I mean, they're waning with the season, I feel like. Right? you got to wait a while, and, and now they're you know in a spot where... But here's the interesting part. So look at this. So we have our next one is until May 23rd at Circuit of the Americas. But then yep. we go to traditional Memorial Day weekend race. My home race, the Coca-Cola 600, which yep. is a huge deal. And then, But the week after that, we go out west again to Sonoma. So That'll we're going basically one week off, and then they're going right back at it. Yep. And then we go to the all. Then we have All Star Week, so then they kind of right. get another week. They get a break, but then then we go to Nashville, so yep. another new track. Then we have the back. To, they're doing the Pocono doubleheader again, back to back days. I'm really excited about that. I think that's yep. awesome. Glad they kept that concept that kind of started last year. Because that's the year. thing. Okay, so po- Pocono's obviously in Pennsylvania, so that's probably that's my second closest track to me. And people around me absolutely love that race. But like, every driver has... in the Cup Series despises it. With, well, I don't... Unless your name is Denny Hamlin. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, and that's the thing, too, is it's just not ever a fun race to watch. I mean, I think my parents have even gone to a Pocono race. They, I think it was Kyle... It was No, it was Richard Petty's last race, or like the last season he was racing. Hmm. And they were like, yeah, we remember going to that. Um and it's just, it's like one of those places that is really unique. And just like Watkins Glen, people Walken. love going in for the whole weekend. But in terms of on-track race quality, it is so much worse well, than... On, like, longest last lap in NASCAR that's not a road course. Really? Pocono is. Over, like, Talladega? Really? S- and Auto Club? Mm-hmm. Wow. Dang. It's I mean... Tricky Triangle. Yeah. And it's only got three turns. I do like that they have made the double. I do like though, because I, I do like the long straightaways at Pocono though, because there. How often do you have a track with three yeah. like pretty decently long straightaways where yeah. like you can really go like, and they let you run pretty wide. Like the best part about Pocono is when they take the green flag and they're going six wide down the front straightaway yep. in turn one. Like, it, it's a ride race track. It's not like Indy or anything like that. Um, yeah, we, we got some exciting things coming up here. Um, I'm really excited just for Homestead, more so than I normally would be when, when we go to Homestead, Miami. Um, no, I am, I am too, because like, like we said, like it's not a championship race, and this track only does get one race a year, so I'm really happy that aside from that this season, that every race, every track in the playoffs has been raced, aside from the Roval, but in a way, they were there and... Yeah. They were here. They were there in Charlotte in May. So like, they were in Charlotte, but the Roval is different. But in Texas, but they're racing the All Star race at Texas. So the but every track in the playoffs this year is a track that has been run already in the season. Mm-hmm. So whereas before Homestead was only run once a year at the very end of the season. So now I'm, I'm happy that along with a couple of the other tracks that are only getting one race, that it's just in the regular season now. It's right. just like. No, I agree. And like, I mean, it's like the same thing with Texas. You know, our you know, what I mean, I would rather a track that has been raced at at least once that season with that season's car via the championship race because it at least is going to guarantee better racing because the data will be better. And so, yep. more times than not, the second time you go back to a track, depending if everything is pretty good, the racing is usually better. And usually later in the season, it's more competitive. So. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think I think one of most like just excited about is not necessarily homestead itself but just i mean there's some good tracks coming up i'm just excited for las vegas and phoenix following right after homestead and we're i think, getting, we're, I think we're just a, gonna get into it then like after yeah, that like once we right. get that west coast swing that's when i'll really be like right because this this is like the first like what you were kind of saying this is the first stride of the season right 
it, it is really kind of you know the, the big gonna... the big opener between Daytona and even the road course that goes into a, an extra week where we normally would have gone to like Auto Club. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden this is kind of like the normalcy getting right into the heart of the season um, that I think a lot of NASCAR fans really enjoy. And they're kind of, I think there are some people, right? Your Kevin Harvick fans, your Kyle Bush fans. They're excited. They're, they're excited, right? They're excited to get back we're because. Going back to good old, for the next base, because like I said, our next race is. Yeah. For the next, we're getting ready to hit a good stride here where we're going to just go back to some good old fashioned NASCAR oval racing for a yep. little bit. And then once we hit the summer, because like I said, I was just looking like. There's a there's a point in the the summer stretch right at the end where they go to the Glen, and then the next week they go back to back road courses and go to the Indy Road. Course. So we got a double immunity week. <laughs> yeah, two weeks off of no rain. Like we're gonna be great. We're gonna be we're gonna be sitting. We're gonna have two weeks of actually predicting how long an NASCAR race should be because. Unless there's a red flag for should, a should wreck co- so, so or lightning. That's the beginning of August. Lot. So if I'm hearing you correctly, we're going to have herd immunity by August, is what I'm hearing <laughs> between the two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I know. So we, we got two road courses in the beginning of August. Um, that'll be really cool. And actually, I'm going to be back in New York uh, the day before the Glen. Oh. Yeah, should be good. Um, but I mean, I'll be on the other side of the state. Wow. Oh. Hey, Watkins I- Glen, though. If, if anyone's ever in New York, whether you're just for the race or not, though, if you're in a, if you're there at spring, summer, or fall, you got to go to Watkins Glen State Park. Absolutely beautiful. It's up there with Letchworth. Um, just you know, there's a lot of waterfalls, a lot of hiking trails, everything like that. It's just I'm, a gorgeous I'm area. I'm more just happy that the Glen is back. Yeah, hopefully. Well, yeah, let's hope. But I miss it. Like I, the Glen has always just been one of my, and I think that, like I said, I still think Chase Elliott will win more than one road course race this year. Because yep. obviously he's got to build that. He has up more again. opportunities. Like who knows? I mean, Christopher Bell can win another road course race this year, yeah. and Chase Elliott could win. Now, now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, Christopher Bell is in that talk. We could have any. We could have six different. We could have seven different road course winners this year. I mean, oh my! I mean, that'd be. What are they going to do if we have more than sixteen winners this year? Like, think about that. I've always thought about that. Like, what would happen if there were more than... Oh, we don't would, it, know. would it go by wins then? Or would it go by, like, stage points then? Obviously, the guys with more wins would be in. Right. Because it's when you're in. So, the more wins you have, the more you're in. Like, yeah. obviously. So, but, like, what That's about the guys, question. all the guys that are just tailing back of the field with one win? Like, how do you decide between, like, Michael McDowell or, like, Christopher Bell if he doesn't get another one? Like, uh, I don't know. Guess we'll find out if we get to that point. I don't, like, I don't think that's gonna happen. Like you were talking about, though, like these playoff spots are filling up real quick. And like, up fast. I mean, if Tyler Reddick wins, I mean, obviously, I think if we'll some if someone who we didn't expect to wins next week, everyone's now. Like, then go again, for, though, we are again in the early season, so the spots will be filling up pretty quickly until we start seeing some guys win back yep, to yep. back. Because I think for at least the first five races, we're gonna have five different winners. Through the first five, we'll yeah. have five different winners. So I think next week, I think so game. next week at Vegas, we'll have a different winner than this week, and then at Phoenix, we'll have a different winner. Yep. Well, I guess no. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be five. Just making sure. Yeah. And then I think maybe they're the shot after that. The shot of you us seeing a repeat winner goes up a lot more. Yeah. No, I completely agree. But 
Yeah, no, great episode. Uh, this is the third episode going into it. So next week we're going to be at Homestead. Um, no, next week we'll be in Vegas. Next Homestead. It's oh this, yeah, this coming week. yeah this yeah, coming yeah. week we'll be yeah. at Homestead. But next next week, week we'll be previewing we'll, into Las Vegas. We'll be recapping this upcoming Sunday's yes. race at Homestead. And yes. we'll be, I know I said that very. No, you're no, you're good. <laughs> I just messed up. Uh. No, you're good. So Paul and I got our fantasy picks. Anyone wants to try to challenge us? Um, come at us. Yep, come at us. Anything uh, can happen, as we learned last week. Your final pick, all five picks do matter because. Yeah. My first ones that I thought were guaranteed locks all ended up being huge busted. My final two. Well, that's just, what happens, you know. There's there's no guarantees, right? It's, it's the best part about NASCAR. You can never you never know what's going to happen. Like, yep. Anything is anything could happen. No, I agree. So thank you everyone for listening. Absolutely. Um, you know this has been the Bump and Run broadcast, and we're really excited to have you listening. And we'll see you next week. Hey, have a good week, guys. All right, see ya.